joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners, dear listeners who follow us from your local radios of your respective cities, our love with all my heart and by faith greet you in the name of the compassionate power. There is a compassionate power in the whole world. I'm thinking of Psalms 150, the last chapter. Uh, the last of the Psalms where we are asked to praise God in his mighty firmaments. Hallelujah. In his mighty firmaments. No matter where you are, this power will explode. No matter where you are, no matter the place where your church, your ministry, where the organization of your crusade is, no matter the place. The psalmist is saying to us, praise God in his mighty firmaments. That is why I greeted you in the name of compassionate power. It will be there for those who believe. Hallelujah and hallelujah. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? The exploding power if you have faith in america in europe in asia in africa in australia in the islands the power of god will explode for those who believe hallelujah and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe paul is speaking about according to the working of his mighty power. But in the Psalms, he's speaking about the explosion of this power, of his power in the mighty firmaments that is much more than the bomb that the Americans dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan. His power is available by his compassion to one condition that you believe. Faith makes the power of God to explode. Power. For the English-speaking people, power. That is why I greeted you in the name of the compassionate power. The same power that was compassionate towards Job. It is James who says it in chapter 5 in the context of verse 7-11 that when the Lord afflicts is also compassionate of those who are afflicted and it refers to Job towards whom God was merciful and God's power was going to restore Job there is a power of restoration hallelujah and hallelujah may you be restored in the best things that the devil destroyed by his hatred be restored. God will restore you. I call it the power of restoration. You know the hatred 
of the devil against Job. The apostle Paul said in Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 12, yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The apostle Peter says what? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may endeavor. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But, may the, but after you have suffered a while, God will perfect, establish, strengthen, and say to you, to him be the glory and the power forever. Hallelujah and hallelujah. No matter the devil who touch you like Job, you will be restored, my sister, my brother, by the, power, the compassionate power. That is why I greeted you in the name of the compassionate power. God is compassionate. And when he comes to meet his servant Moses on Mount Sinai, he cried, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, hallelujah. The Lord, Lord God, merciful, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. He is compassionate, our God. And he has a power that is made available for his compassion, hallelujah. I'm thinking about Jesus, who was a prophet in power and in word when he saw the masses coming to him he was moved with compassion for they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to heal their sick, their sick and to rid them of demons hallelujah compassionate power reads us reads us of the one who roams the earth. The power, the, the power that got rid of the one who roams the earth from Job. I'd love that your family, your ministry, your projects, your business, your work should be rid of this man by the compassionate power. It stacks on you. It must leave you. And God, in his compassion, doesn't find pleasure in leaving Satan to stick on you. He knows what it is. It will harm you. It will destroy you. It will make you ugly. But in his compassion, he won't leave you. He won't leave you. That is why I love the song. No, never alone. Do not fear. I love you. I'm with you. The dark valley no longer has terror. No, never alone. No, never alone. God, God, read with his compassion power of Satan, of this man who brought Job to his knees, who made him to cry. Job cried. We don't have time to read that. There is a power that is compassionate in the name of which I greeted you. He knows how to read you of the one who made Job to cry. And Job is changed from a status of the one who weeps to the one who is blissful. As we read it in James, we see the endurance of Job. In the end, he was blessed 
because God who is compassionate released his power in order to read Job of the one who stripped and dressed him the one who made him to cry the one who touched his body his children his businesses his friends his brothers but no never alone I'm thinking of the man of Nazareth, young man of Nazareth, who said, all of you will leave me, but my father will never leave me. No, never alone. Never alone. There is a power. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For your staff and your stick, they comfort me. And after that, he activates the power of compassion you said a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life goodness and mercy goodness and mercy and i will dwell in the house of the lord god took away from David the valley of the shadow of death. Power is there. Power is available. Let's praise God in his mighty firmament. I have said it because many believers do not understand the things that are made available to them. The compassionate power is made available to all who believe in Christ. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Hallelujah. Working by the might of his power that he deployed in Jesus by raising him from the dead. I will come to that place later. But first, it is for us who believe, no matter where you are, power is there, it's available in order to free you of this man who leads men to be unfortunate. It is not me who says it, it is the Bible that says in Revelation 12, 12, who to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea for the devil has come to you, having great wrath, no matter the rules that the devil brings on the earth the compassionate power is available for the earth this is extraordinary the heavens of heaven cannot contain him what is the earth it is a power that is more than the oceans more than the sea it is available. I love that the Lord may help you. This is the power that restored Job. No matter the circumstance you are going through, my sister, my brother, no matter the circumstance that you made, think about what Job said in Job 29. All that I wear as in the month past, and God heard. All that I, I wear as in the months past, he had the vision of power. This is Mr. Job, the businessman. Job 29. We'll read verse 1 to 3. Job further continued his discourse and said, Oh, that I wear as in months past, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and when his light I walked through, by his light I walked through darkness. 
just as I was in the days of my prime when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent when the almighty was yet with me when my children were around me when my steps were back in cream and the rock poured out rivers of oil for me extraordinary oh that I wear as in the man's past there are men of God who have lost anointing. It can return by the compassionate God. Maybe you have lost in your meetings, in your gatherings, the powerful presence of God. It will return. And by faith, I say, welcome back to power. I remember the days when the Almighty was with him. He was going to be with him again. God took him at his word because he's a man of faith. I remember the greeting I gave you. I greeted you in the name of the compassionate power. It is the same, it is the same that was in Bethany. It was the same. It is the same power that was in Bethany. Hallelujah and hallelujah. It is the same. It is a compassionate power. It has not changed. He is alive. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is alive. Not only is alive, he is the resurrection and the life. He is the one who landed in Bethany, invited by the two women in order to restore the family of Lazarus in joy and in life. When he arrives, Jesus, the Bible says, what Jesus wept, hallelujah. Jesus wept. And those, the crowd that was there, say, see how much he loved him. He loves you. He loves you. He loves the earth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He everlasting life. He was going to restore the body Listen to me, child of God. If you believe, you will see the glory of God in your body. Don't think first about eternity. We'll come to eternity at home. But first your body. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. What, what was this? It was the restoration of the body. Listen to me, church. Come back to the faith of compassionate power that made Jesus to weep in Bethany. He wept with those who were weeping. They, they wept. And he called upon the compassionate power. Father, I know you answer me always, but I've prayed because of those who are here. And the power of resurrection was released. And Lazarus was restored in physical life. It is my prayer for all the churches that will follow this teaching. May God restore the anointing of physical healing in your churches. It is his glory. There is power for your restoration. Be touched in your body. Let him give you longevity of life. 
Bible says about the one who accompanied him to Bethany says if I want him to live until I come back I will grant him to do that I would love that the Lord should restore your bodies it is in the power that was in Bethany Jesus wept it was not crocodile tears. He was touched by those who were weeping. When he saw his friends crying, he cried. He has always been touched. Let me go forward with you. The topic that I will develop on your behalf today is entitled Compassionate Power by the Weeping of the Righteous. Hallelujah and Hallelujah. There is a power in the weeping of the righteous. The weeping of the righteous. There is a power. The English speaking says, sing, there is power, power in the blood of a lamb. I say thank you. But I'd love to say to you, there is compassionate power in the weeping of the righteous. There was a power in the weeping of Martha and Mary. And those who came to weep, not in, not in a way to show face. You know, at, at funerals, some people come to cry to show face. But some people weep because they are moved. Jesus was touched and moved. And he wept, he wept. There are people who have hard hearts. They never weep. They sometimes weep for useless things, selfish things. But here, compassionate power was going to explode in the weeping of the righteous. This is why when Jesus came, he insisted, you believes in me will live, even though he's dead. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. He knew that the righteous will live by their faith. They are righteous, righteous, but I need the righteous, righteous. Those who live by faith, the right, the true righteous are those who live by faith. If he draws back, my soul is not pleased in him. This was the case of Job. He wept in faith. All that I weigh as in months past, as in the days when God washed over me. He believed there was a power. There was a power in the weeping of Bethany where Jesus added faith to their weeping. Jesus improvised the Bible school for faith, for present things. You know, there are many Christians who have faith for things to come. Here, Jesus wanted to restore faith for the present things present things receive this power for your present needs compassionate power by the weeping of the righteous be righteous and when the righteous weep they activate the power or the compassionate power hallelujah let me go forward with you. Let us focus on Jesus who is weeping with his clan. Jesus and his clan are weeping. And you're going to see that it worked for him, what I've been speaking about. Luke 23, verse 27 to 29. And a great multitude of people followed him. And women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus turning to them 
daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, wounds that never bore, and breasts which never nursed. This is the, the Jesus clan. I'll read another scripture. These were the women and the crowds that were weeping. The arrest, the arrest of Jesus and his condemnation to death created a weeping of the righteous. And Jesus was interested. You know, they wept because he was their intimate, the one they loved. And that is why he thought about them when they were weeping. I read in Mark 16, verse 10 to 11. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. The apostles wept. The women wept. The apostles wept. Where they were hidden, they were weeping. Imagine the status of Peter who was mourning. It should have been a loud noise. All, all of them were weeping in the room where they were closed. Everyone in their corner, Matthew in his corner, John in his corner, they remembered the good times they spent together in the work of the Lord. And now they were cut off from the one they loved. They wept, they wept. But what is important here is to know that Jesus weeps with those who are weeping. Hebrews 5 verse 7, we see Jesus himself weeping. Hebrews 5 verse 7, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered our prayers and supplications, with them and cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, learned obedience even though he was son by the things which he suffered. I call this the bereavement of the Jesus clan. Jesus weeps, the women weep, the wept, the apostles wept, but in this weeping, hallelujah and hallelujah, Jesus cried before the one who could save him from death, and God was compassionate as I greeted you in his name. And what did God do? He deployed, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he deployed in Christ when he, he raised him from the dead. He was crying in order to be saved from death. And the compassionate power was made available, hallelujah. He deployed. He is going to deploy for those who weep. I'm thinking about this clan. It was a weeping in the team of Jesus. All were weeping. Even the two disciples of Emmaus. Jesus asked them, what is it that you are speaking about on the way walking so sad? They wept. They mourned him. 
They mourned him. They loved him. We mourned the people that we love. He was loved by the apostles. He was loved by the women. He was loved by the multitudes. He was loved by the disciples. And they mourned him. And they mourned him. And I believe that heaven said, Dry your tears. Dry your tears. Because compassionate power was going to be activated. This is why I gave you my topic, compassionate power by the weeping of the righteous. God takes your grief into account. Here it is the first weeping clan, the clan of Jesus. Jesus weeps. The apostles wept, the women wept. What is nice of Jesus, while he's weeping, he's encouraging those who are weeping to weep on, their, on themselves. It is a man who had a heart. While people are weeping over you, you are weeping over them. This is deep. It was a clan that was all weeping, and Jesus and God was going to send the power, compassionate power. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the scripture. That says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. This clan of Jesus. Women, men cried, and God was going to send the power of Pentecost. It is the power of harvest. Hallelujah and hallelujah. 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 I'm thinking of a woman who was torn into pieces by divorces without end. A Samaritan woman, she was in a fifth divorce, but in her pain and tears, there was power. What does, what does Jesus say? Lift up your eyes. See, the harvest is already white and ready. And this woman mourned. Mourn. Power will come. Pentecost will come for those who mourn. Jesus wept and he received his Pentecost. God deployed, deployed in Christ, worked in Christ by raising him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality, power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that age to come. This weeping was for the temporal but also for eternity. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. All this because he wept. There is a power, pastor, my sister. There is a power. The Pentecost of Jerusalem was a product of weeping. There was Pentecost in the weeping of the Jesus clan. There was Pentecost. There is Pentecost in the weeping. I'm going to run with time, but as a preacher, I've got a tendency to stop on things and to continue to speak and speak until you understand and swallow and consume and digest these things and they will give you vitamins in your bodies out there. There is power. Let us read in Isaiah 66, verse 10 to 16. There is power. Listen to me. Verse 10, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her. All you who love her, rejoice for joy with, for joy with her. All you who mourn for her. 
What is happening? That you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of a bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of a glory. For that says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed. On her sides shall you be carried and be dandled on her knees, as one whom his mother comforts. So I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants, and his indignation to his enemies. Oh, hallelujah and hallelujah. Those who mourn, those who mourn, the Lord will manifest like he manifested in Christ. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe that by the working of his power that he deployed in Christ, he made it to explode. This is God who is speaking to those who are weeping in the weeping of, of what we have read. Now read verse 15. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. He, he. They are cyclones, they are hurricanes, powers in your weeping. If you understand the scripture, enter into the upper room. There are woes and mighty rushing wind. Hallelujah and hallelujah. When you read the scripture, God was going to manifest his power for those who mourn. Behold, the Lord comes. The Lord came to resurrect Jesus and the Lord came to comfort the apostles and the women. They were there in the power of consolation, of comfort. You go in the upper room, there were men and women. Those who were weeping found themselves in this cyclone. I am sending you men, I'm sending you women the cyclone of his power. I am sending you in the cyclone of his power. If you are weeping, if you are weeping, that is why I've spoken about the compassionate power by the weeping of the righteous. I'd love to go forward with you by speaking of the weeping of Moses and Israel. They also wept, hallelujah, in they wept because of a deadly decree that was going to kill all the firstborns of Israel. You know what it means to lose a child that is going to be beheaded. Babies were beheaded. There was a power in this weeping. This is what led God to bring the burning bush. says, I am the God Almighty, the God of Abraham, of Jacob and Isaac, the same God who appeared to Jacob in the four corners with the four corners of the earth of the movement of angels and the Lord made available the angels of the four corners to Jacob this is the same God who came down in the burning bush see the same when Jesus was about to come out from the tomb he wasn't alone there was the mighty angel who rode away the stone because Israel wept 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 the babies wept her suffering that were inflicted on her by this corrupt and cruel king 
they cried but the wolves in their weeping what does the bible say i have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I've heard their cry because of their taskmakers for I know their sorrows so I have come down he is compassionate he is sensitive our God is very sensitive he doesn't remain indifferent when there are situations that torment us and that make us to cry he came down in Egypt he came down in Egypt after this episode and Israel continues on a journey but then they were going to cry again because Pharaoh chased after them with his horses in order to bring them back. He was going to kill Moses, Aaron, Miriam, kill all the leaders of Israel and bring all of Israel back to Egypt. But God saw when they began to cry. And God said to Moses, say to Israel, stand still, stand still. For the Egyptians they see, they will not see again. May they stand still. May they move forward in faith in the direction of the problem before the problem can disappear. Move in the face of the problem. Move forward. And there again, we don't have time to read. You can read it yourself. Exodus 14, verse 21. They again, after weeping on the shores of the Red Sea, the hurricane, the wind was there. The Bible says what? God caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind. But this is the compassionate power. The power was there in Egypt, there at the Red Sea, and it made a paved the way for Israel. And also this power drowned those who were afflicting Israel and sent them below the sea. There is a power for those who weep. If you weep, there will be a power. I also want to speak to you about the weeping of an extraordinary woman. It is the weeping of Anna, the mother of Samuel. It is a woman who was weeping. She was weeping. We are going to read quickly. I want to summarize my, my sermon for you. All that I want for you is that you may enjoy of the power, the compassionate power in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 78. What is it said? So it was year by year. This is very powerful. When she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her therefore she wept and did not eat she wept with bitterness in her soul she wept before the Lord it is a woman who wept but he are weeping there was a, the compassionate power that broke the barrenness. I am asking pastors, I am asking evangelists to weep, to weep in order to break barrenness so that your churches may be filled, so that your crusades may be filled. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Weep, weep. I am calling you to walk in the footsteps of Hannah. We don't have time to read because time is gone. The Bible says what? In 1 Samuel 2, 5, the barren one bore seven times, received the fullness of fruitfulness. She gives birth seven times, not twice, not three times. 
and she sang and she sang she gave birth she gave birth she gave birth to a giant of anointing Samuel who also gave birth to a powerful soul to a powerful David because of the weeping of his mother the weeping of his mother let us hear what the man of God says to this woman, 1 Samuel 1, 11. She made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth, but uh, Anna said, No, my Lord, verse 15, I am a woman of sorrow spirit, sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink. But I poured out my soul before the Lord. Verse 16, do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaints and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Hallelujah and hallelujah. A power was made available to break the demons of barrenness. Break them. Break them by the weeping in prayer. Don't weeping like useless children. Weep in praying. Weep in your prayers. Like Jesus who presented weeping and loud cries. There is weeping and praying. May you cry as you pray. You cry in your prayers. I would have spoken also of the clan of David when David was touched in his soul when he was deposed by his own son. In French we say when the offender is dear, the offense is greater. But only his talk, not, he doesn't end there, but his own friend, his own friend and close co-worker advises his son to sleep with his, with his father's wives publicly. And David crossed the torrent of Sidon crying. I'm going to quickly read the scripture, 2 Samuel 15. David wept. I've said this because people do not understand that David was touched at a very sensitive area. What his son did to him was horrible. Second Samuel 15. Second Samuel chapter 15 verse 23. And all the country wept with a loud voice. And all the people crossed over. And the king himself also crossed over the brook of Kidron. And all the people crossed over toward the way of the wilderness. They were weeping. This is the clan of David or clan David that was mourning. And what happened? He crossed the brook of Kidron, the same, the same stream that Jesus crossed to go and weep in Gethsemane. And this weeping released 
the power that restored David in Jerusalem. And Achitophel, who advised Absalom, committed suicide, and Absalom himself was killed, and his team was destroyed. We don't have time to read. You read Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. This is the reason of the birth of the great king that is called Solomon, who was in Jerusalem. This compassionate power was going to establish the international capital with an international king. Jerusalem, Jerusalem. It became an international gathering. Kings were going up to Jerusalem. Why? Because God heard the weeping of the clan of David. I want to go to the end in order to speak shortly of the weeping of Jacob. I believe we have a very short time. May the Lord help us to speak a little. Genesis 37, verse 34 to 35. I will end here. 34 to 35. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. But he refused to be comforted and said, For I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. This is the weeping of Jacob, who is weeping his beloved Joseph. Joseph. Hallelujah. We are going to end here. But this weeping of Jacob was going to produce the, the, the harvest of the fat cows and the fat harvest of crop. There again, there is an international harvest. The whole world was supplied by the compassionate power that created here abundance, international, global abundance. And you, people of the earth, receive global abundance. And you, Africa, receive global abundance by the weeping of Jesus and not of Jacob, the weeping of Jesus. Receive this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen and amen. Spread faith all around the world.